We've been handing out ornaments each week. Today is the last day in our sermon series, uh, Christmas Presents. And so I need Brandon and Cassie, would you guys do me a favor? Would you help me out this morning? Um, and then Dan, if you would help me out up there. Uh, they're going to give you a box. And I want you to hold on to the box, but do not open the box. Under penalty of like, you know, everybody gets a box. Everybody gets a box. And under penalty of stare down and um, furrowed brow... Thou shalt not open thy box. You can hold the box. You can look at the box. You can shake the box maybe a little bit. Just not too much. They're a little on the delicate side. But uh, make sure that you hold the box. And keep on holding the box. Okay. They're going to hand out the boxes. And, and uh, we've, we've uh, handed out different ornaments. We handed out candles with the word hope on them as we talked about the gift of hope. We handed out um, uh, snowflakes with the word peace on them for the gift of peace. We handed out little present ornaments last week with the word joy on them as we talked about the gift of joy. And today we're talking about the gift of salvation. And your ornament is in your box and you've got to wait for it. Just wait for it. Hold on and hold your box and, and uh, just don't open it yet. Well, today, like I said, we're talking about the gift of salvation. We're talking about a God who pursues, a God who seeks in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, Jesus said that the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. God, in the person of Jesus Christ, is the original seeker. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. The wandering lost sheep of this world are being pursued by a God who relentlessly pursues us, who relentlessly seeks after us. He is a seeker. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, the Bible says that Jesus came to save us, to rescue us from the dominion of darkness, to rescue us and to deliver us from the dominion of darkness. Jesus came to do something. He did not come to merely... Uh, be a good teacher. He did not come to be a prophet. He did not come to, to be a, a good moral guide. He did not come to be merely an example. But Jesus came to do something. He came to save us. And that's what we're going to talk about today is this gift of salvation. If you'll turn in a Bible, if you grab a Bible and turn to Matthew chapter 1, we're going to begin there. We're going to read some lengthy passages of Scripture today. As we talk about this gift of salvation, Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. And remember, do not open your gifts until you are told to do so. If you've already opened up your gift, yeah, I think everybody, everybody got one? Everybody got a gift? Great. All right, Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God 
with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. The first blank on your outline this morning, if you have a bulletin on the back of your bulletin, is the outline, the handy-dandy outline today. And the first blank on the handy-dandy outline is, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew name Yeshua, or Joshua. And the name, the Hebrew name Joshua, or Yeshua, is the oldest name in the Old Testament that, has the, that is a derivative of God's personal name, Yahweh. And it literally means Yahweh is help, or Yahweh is salvation. That's what the name Joshua means. It means Yahweh is help, or Yahweh is salvation. And so it is very appropriate that Jesus, Yeshua, would have this name. For he is the one who came to save us. Joshua, who in the Old Testament, the Joshua son of Nun, was the one who would deliver the people into the promised land. That he was the one who would lead them into the promised land. And now Jesus, Yeshua, Jesus the Christ in the New Testament, is the one who leads us into the promised land of heaven. He is Jesus. The second blank on your outline, we want to look at Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The second blank on your outline this morning is his title is Christ. His title is Christ. Now you may think that Jesus Christ is his full name, that Christ is his last name, but it's not his last name. It's his title. He is Jesus the Christ. The, the, word, the Greek word Christ is, uh, it's the, it, the, it is the Greek form of a word that is taken from the Hebrew word uh, Mashiach or Messiah. And Mashiach or Messiah literally means one who is ceremonially anointed to an office. One who is ceremonially anointed to an office. That's what Messiah means. Or in the Greek, Christ. In, uh, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus was tempted by the devil. So the devil comes along and tempts Jesus. And after he is tempted uh, and he overcomes temptation by quoting the the word of God, quoting scripture to the devil, he uh, then goes and begins to teach in the synagogues in Nazareth. In Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 21, uh, it says, He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom. Jesus went to church on the Sabbath like a good Jew would. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, Today this scripture 
is fulfilled in your hearing. He has anointed me. The Messiah, the one who would be ceremonially anointed to the office of Savior, Jesus saw himself in Isaiah 61, which is where Luke chapter 4 is quoting. That Jesus is the anointed one. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. Jesus Christos. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Jesus was anointed by God's Spirit to fulfill prophecies, to fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament and to be the Savior of the world. So his name is Jesus. His title is Christ. The third blank on your outline is he came to save. He came to save. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the passage that we read earlier, the angel of the Lord told Joseph that he, the Jesus, will save the people from their sins. In Luke chapter 2, verses 11, the angel told the shepherds, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He will save the people from their sins. He is the Savior of the world, Christ the Lord. The Greek word for Savior is soter. And in the Old Testament, it is applied to God's work. In the Old Testament, the word uh, for Savior or the word to save is applied most of all to God. That God is the one who does the work of saving. That God is the Savior. That God is the one who saves people from their sins. That God is the one who is able to forgive sins. That God is the one who can save us. And not only us, but the whole world. What does God do? He saves. He rescues he delivers. We read in Psalm 25, verses 1 through 5, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one whose hope in you will ever be put to shame, but they will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. And then in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 through 10, Paul wrote to the, his young protege, Timothy, Do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord, or ashamed of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who has saved us and called us to a holy life, who has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ, is the Savior. He came to save he came to be your Savior. He came to be my Savior. He came to save the world from our sins. What's this? It's a box. I was reading a story about a guy who uh, bought his kids a bunch of Christmas presents. And they tore into him on Christmas Sunday morning. And they played with the presents for all of about ten minutes turned around and what were they playing with? The box. Why do kids do that? Why do kids, you go out and you spend just 
gobs of money. Putting ourselves deeper in debt. To put a smile on their face and... (laughs) That's a great feeling, isn't it? I had that feeling this morning. Everything he opened. It's this! It's that! It's what I've always wanted! You're five. It's what I've always wanted! Yet I know at some point, this is in his future. He will play with the box. The problem with playing with the box is that you, well, you, you miss the present that's on the inside. You miss the gift when you play with the box. You see, the gift is what's great. The box is just a box. But the gift is what's on the inside. The gift is what's truly great about Christmas. Last night I talked about John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18 at our Christmas Eve service. I want to read it for you. John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes In him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Jesus did not come into the world to condemn you or to condemn me. He did not come into the world to shame you or to shame me. He did not come into the world to remind us of our past transgressions. He didn't come into the world to remind, to tell us that we're terrible people, that we're awful and that we're horrible and that... That God's disappointed in us and God's mad at us and God's angry. He did not come in the world to condemn the world. But he came in the world to save the world. He came into the world to save sinners like us. And the way he did that was by way of the cross. And, And no one made him do it. No one forced him to. He did it willingly. In, in John chapter 10, verses 17 through 18, Jesus said, The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. You see, Jesus, Jesus chose the nails. He chose the nails that held him to the cross. He chose the nails that pierced his hands, and he chose the nail that pierced his feet. He chose the nails that brought forgiveness for you and for me. He chose the nails that would cause him pain and agony. He chose the nails that made him suffer. He chose the nails that crucified him. He chose the nails for you, and he chose the nails for me. He has offered us this gift, this wonderful gift of salvation. But like this box, until you open up that gift and receive what's inside, well, it just doesn't mean much. And so the way you accept Jesus' gift of salvation, the way you accept this gift that he paid for with his own blood, is you've got to believe. 
You've got to believe that Jesus died for your sins. You've got to repent. You've got to turn away from sin and turn to God for forgiveness. You've got to confess and publicly say, I believe that Jesus is my, my Savior. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He died for my sins. And you've got to be baptized to receive this wonderful gift of salvation that God gives to us by His grace. You know, don't be content to just play with the box this Christmas. Don't be content to just sit there holding that box in your hand right now. On the count of three, I want you to grab that box and I want you to open it up. Because what's in, found inside is the gift of salvation. One, two, three. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for sending your Son to be our Savior. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for choosing the nails that secured for us eternal life. Thank you for Christmas, where we remember what you've done for us by sending Jesus. I pray today for those who maybe have never accepted your offer of salvation. Pray for those today who've never put their faith and trust in Christ. And I pray that there, that there would be a spark this Christmas. I pray that there would be an opportunity, an opportunity to receive the gift of eternal life. We praise you and glorify you in the name of Jesus today. Amen.